and welcome to another episode of the Music and Therapy Podcast. I am your host, Kiana W. Mayfield. I hope that you guys are having an amazing day and enjoying life. Last week, a new episode of the podcast was not published because my daughters were sick. And between work and taking them back and forth to the doctor, I didn't have a chance to get an episode out. Thankfully, they are doing so much better now. So hopefully, we should be back on schedule with getting the podcast episodes out each Wednesday. Now, there are a lot of changes that are happening with the Music and Therapy podcast that I'm super excited about. For example, this is going to be our last week of only having an audio podcast because starting next week, in addition to having an audio episode of the podcast, we are going to have a video episode available as well, and that will be available on YouTube. So I'm super excited about having that up and running on YouTube. It's been a dream of mine, so to see it actually happen is very exciting. This month, we will also be doing the They Are What You Think They Are Challenge, and I will be telling you more about that starting next week, along with the new schedule for Facebook Lives. Now, all of this is going to be leading up to our three-day marriage boot camp, where I will be showing you and sharing some of the things that helped me to improve my marriage. So yeah, there are a lot of things going on, and I am super excited for you to be a part of it all. The last time we had a podcast, which was not last week, but the week before, we talked about why it was important not to use divorce as a way to threaten your spouse and what you can do and say instead. Now, it's impossible for me to recap everything that we discussed in that episode because it was, uh, it wasn't really a very long episode. It was like a half an hour, but it was jam-packed with useful information. So I'm just going to briefly talk about one of the principles that we discussed, and that was the weight principle. So I'm going to recap the weight principle, and that's what we're going to talk about this week, briefly, as part of what we discussed last week. Now, we talked about why it was important not to always throw divorce up as a way to threaten your spouse to do what you want them to do. So we talked about the weight principle. Now, the weight principle is a strategy recommended by Armstrong, and it's what he calls the weight, what she calls, sorry, the weight principle. And it helps partners to stay on track with what they really are trying to communicate. So the goal is to ask themselves the following questions before they threaten divorce. So the question one would be, have I looked at how this will land on my spouse? So in essence, you're just saying, how will it make them feel if I use the divorce word to threaten them to try to get them to listen to me? Number two. What is the desired outcome of putting the D word on the table? So it's like if I threaten divorce, what am I gaining from it? What do I want to achieve with that? Number three, will it help me to get my desired outcome? So if your desired outcome is not a divorce and you want to work on your marriage, but you just don't know what to say, how to express your frustration, then it's important for you to figure out what the desired outcome is going to be. Because if your desired outcome is not a divorce, you should never use that word. So think about what you want to accomplish, whether it's um, letting your wife know you're frustrated or letting your husband know that you need more time. Whatever it is that you want to accomplish, you figure that out and then ask for that and not threaten the divorce. The next thing you can ask yourself is, why am I thinking about a divorce? It could be because you're frustrated or maybe you're thinking about getting one. I don't know, but it's important to figure out why are you thinking about a divorce? And if it's you're using this as a way to control your spouse, manipulate your spouse or get what you want then you need to see a counselor so that you can figure out a better way to ask for your needs and get your needs met without always threatening a divorce another question to ask is 
what is really making you upset or unhappy? Because as I say, sometimes you feel these emotions and you may feel like, oh, I just want a divorce, but it's only in that moment. It's not because you really want a divorce. It's because you're feeling upset or frustrated or unhappy and don't know how to exactly tell what is making you feel this way. So think about that before you threaten a divorce. And finally, the last question you need to ask is, what do I need from my partner in our relationship that I'm not getting? Because like I said, a lot of times people use divorce as a means to get what they want or because they're frustrated and don't know how to ask for their needs or what they need to get met. So that is why it's important to use the wait principle and it just helps you think about before you threaten divorce, take a moment, wait, and think about what am I not getting? What do I need? What do I really want to say before you just go ahead and threaten a divorce? Now, one of the things I love that Armstrong said was that whenever you use the D word in an argument, you are removing basic human needs. You're telling your spouse the relationship is not a safe place to be or that the relationship is fragile and cannot withstand any stress or pressure. So the next time you feel like you want to throw up the D word or, oh, I want to get a divorce because you're upset, frustrated, or this is what you use as leverage in your marriage, think again and try some other strategies. And if that is what you do, there is a link in the show notes that you can click on to hear that episode. So these are just some of the things discussed last week or the week before on the podcast. So if you want to listen to the full episode on the podcast, just click the link in the show notes that just says last week's episode. Now, before we go to our topic for today, here is a word from one of our sponsors. Hello, this is relationship coach Kiana W. Mitchell, and I would love to invite you to join my signature program called Improve Your Marriage While Improving Yourself. This is a year-long intensive marriage coaching program that will help you improve your marriage and in the process, improve yourself. In this course, you will discover who you are, what your expectations are for your marriage, and why you act and react the way you do in your marriage. These are just some of the things you will discover about yourself and your marriage during this program. So if you are struggling in your marriage and want to improve your marriage, then click the link below in the show notes to be a part of the Improve Your Marriage While Improving Yourself signature program. I can't wait to see you there. About a year ago, I had the amazing opportunity to be a guest on the Ryan Beeline show. And on that particular episode of his podcast, we talked about a lot of topics and issues that many couples deal with in their relationship. So today, we are going to listen to the interview that I did with Ryan. I am also going to encourage you to check out his show and give it a listen. And I will make sure to put a link to his show in the show notes. So here is the episode of the podcast that Ryan did with me. It's
name is Brian B. And I like to start my podcast off by giving a little introduction. And it's a little different every single time. But you want to know something, it's still me. At the end of the day, it's me, right? Is that all that matters? It's me. Who's me? Who am I? What am I doing right now? This is what I'm doing. I am sitting in my chair. And this is the Beeline, baby. It's your boy, Brian B. Check it out. Check it out, people. We got another screen on the screen, another screen on the screen. We got a host, we got a guest for you. Oh, we always got a host, I'm the host. We got a guest for you today. But before we get to the guest that we got on the Beeline Tuesday night, check it out. You know what I'm gonna say, Beeline, y'all already know what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna tell y'all, I'm about to make y'all hungry. You know, that's what I'm saying, I'm about to make y'all hungry. Because um, last time I checked, uh, we sponsored by Railsway Catering. You know what Railsway Catering is? Hey, hey, Okiana. You ever heard of a yeah. company called Railsway Catering? No, I haven't. Let me tell you about it, okay? This is my boy, Chef Rev. I was high school with him. He's a great kid, man. Great guy. I say kid, but we're grown men now. You know, but he went and followed his dream and started a catering company, Railsway Catering. And his food is phenomenal. It's amazing. It's put together well. It's pretty. It's healthy. And he does it for weddings, parties, bar mitzvahs, um, 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 re retirements, whatever you got going on. My boy Chef Rel from Rel's Way Catering is going to hook you up. Your people and you guys are going to be very satisfied. Amazing. Chef Rel, Rel's Way Catering, sponsored on the B line. Check them out, hooking it up on episode 19 of the. That's being done. That's being said. Check it out, Beeline. Welcome, guys. So great to be back with you. We have a guest with us today. This is Miss Kiana Mitchell, and she is also a fellow podcaster. So she's actually going to be talking with your boy Brian B today. Kiana, how you doing? How you doing? What's going on? I'm, I'm doing great. How are you doing today? I'm pretty good, man. It was a pretty challenging day. You know, we talked a little earlier about. You yes, know, we did. On me lately, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> through. You feel me? Like especially when it comes to this, like you know, we um, you know, definitely talk and we we share this. Like this is this is what makes me happy every day to know that even though it's not like my career yet, you know, hopefully this is what I love to do. I love to get on the damn you know beeline and talk to different people about different things in life, and I'm happy. You know, no complaints. But um, no, I totally understand. Yeah, so uh, you know, we're gonna get to know you a little bit on this podcast, and we're gonna we got a lot of interesting things to talk about, uh, you know, like always. But um, go ahead, I want you to shine. You know, we always try to let our guests like tell a little bit about themselves, and you know, introduce yourself, talk about whatever you want to talk about, and the floor is yours. So go ahead, take it over. All right. Well, my name is Kiana W Mitchell. I just put a W in there because I like how it sounds, and I am a podcaster. I'm a singer, songwriter. I have a master's degree in counseling psychology, and I've also worked as a rehabilitation counselor, which is just someone who helps people with disabilities find employment, and also, if they're interested in going back to school, help them find a way to get back into school. I'm a mom, a wife, I have a lot of things going on, but the things that I appreciate the most about where I am right now in my life is that I'm doing what I like to do, and I'm with people that I love to be around, so it's all good. That's awesome. Yeah, you definitely just listed off a whole resume, you know what I'm saying? Like, you just president, <laughs> captain planet. You, you, you might as well just add a whole bunch of extra stuff in there. 
But you want to know something? That's very, very, very interesting. You know, because uh, you know, since I started doing this, you know, one of the things that I've I've you know enjoyed the most is you know meeting different people with like different backgrounds and different uh you know um um careers and and you know just things that they're doing. You know what I mean? There's a lot of different podcasts. There's you know there's a a million podcasts now. People are getting on. They're like, oh, I can get a mic. I can get a show. I can do this. I can talk. That's true. <laughs> all over. But um, when you meet people like you, like you just said, one of the things that I caught on that caught my attention, um, you know, um, most of all is like you said, you help people, um, who have say it again one more time. You help people that like you know need jobs and things like that. Yes, people with disabilities. I help them find employment or help them go back to school. Because a lot of times people with disabilities feel that because they have a disability, they can't do anything. Or the employer may feel like because someone has a disability that they're not going to be able to work, which is not true. They just need to have a chance and an opportunity. And maybe they will need some type of adaptive technology, but they can still do the job as long as they can still do the job. So that is what we are. Yo, that's, that's amazing. You know, that's amazing in its own thing. I mean, that speaks a lot about you without us even knowing you yet. You know what I mean? Like, you know, those kind of traits are, 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 are for caring people. You know what I mean? You got to have patience. You got to have, you know, um, um, a lot of heart, you know, to sit there and be able to sit there and even think about wanting to do something like that. You know, um, think of that, that there are people out there that aren't as fortunate as a lot of others who, you know, can't do everything. It's very true. I was actually sitting there thinking about that the other day where I was like, you know, and this is going to sound really silly, but. I was just appreciating the fact that I have, like, you know, my legs, my hands, my arms, uh-huh. and stuff like that. These are the things that I do because there's a lot of times you get tired and you're like, oh, man, I don't want to go out. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I don't want to get up. You know what I'm saying? But then I, I sat there. I was doing something. I was at work and I was just doing something. And I was like, damn, man, there's some people out here that can't even walk around. I'm over here bitching about it. Like, <laughs> you know, for real. <laughs> thinking outside like you know you gotta remember man it puts things into perspective sometimes thinking about that. it does yeah there's people out there that can't get jobs easily because like you just said you know their 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 qualifications you know may be well and they may be smart and may be educated but physically they can't do certain things so the fact right. that you take time to do that is amazing for sure so uh you know we definitely um kind of have some things that we do want to talk about on this podcast um, tell everybody a little bit about um, your podcast. Let's start from there. All right. Well, I am the host of a podcast called The Music and Vibes Podcast. And what I do on the show is I pretty much talk about relationships because I know sometimes people are not always going to want to go to see a counselor. I've talked to many people and they say, well, I'm interested in going, but my husband's not, or my wife is interested in going. So I decided that maybe it would be a good thing to have some kind of forum where, okay, you don't have to actually go to a counselor, but you can listen to some marriage advice and some advice that will help you improve your relationship. So what I try to do is I try to get topics or things that people are dealing with. Like this week, we talked about how to apologize because a lot of people don't really know how to apologize. I mean, we think we do, but we really don't. So I talked about how to apologize. I gave the steps and I let everyone know, okay, so even if you apologize, your spouse may not accept it the first time and that's okay they're not being a jerk about it they're not being difficult but they've just been hurt and they're not able to accept it at this time and i just let them know you just got to keep apologizing until they're able to accept it in their way and we can't force someone to accept an apology just because we want to get it over with and because we're ready for this whole thing to be over 
you have to give people space and time to heal and be ready to accept your apology. So we talked about that. And then today at 10 o'clock, I did a Facebook Live on repair attempts and how you can recognize what they are and how you can actually use repair attempts to de-escalate situations or conversations or arguments and be able to have a productive conversation. So I do things like that. I just want people to know, okay, here's a problem that some people are having, here's a solution. And I do always advise people to do to seek the help of a professional counselor. But in the meantime, this is what you can do right now to kind of change the course of your relationship. That's awesome. Yeah, you wanna know something? You were kind of just speaking directly to your boy right now. I'm telling you right now, I agree with <laughs> There ain't no shame in my game, all right? I'm going to be straight up honest, yo. Me and, um, you know, IT Tiff, she co-hosts with me. And IT Tiff's kind of been, uh, she hasn't been on the show as much. You know, she's got a lot going on. She's actually um, awake. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I miss my baby, but, but she'll be back. But, um, you know, we kind of talk about these things, too, because I'm very, I'm very, I'm very, I'm a dominant male. All right? I'm not going to lie. I'm a very dominant type of person. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not like, you know, controlling and stuff like that. But I, I, right. I, I know there's an issue. I'm trying to, you know, fix it. I'm trying to get everybody back together. I'm trying to like, you know, make sure we can hug and kiss and not go to bed mad and stuff like that or whatever. But at the same time, you know, you do learn when you're in a long-term, you know, situation, especially with a lot of factors, whether it be family or whether you work together or whatever the situation may be. You know, if you're dealing with somebody else in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a situation where you guys are, you know, paying bills together, living together, whatever. There's a lot right. more to that situation than just, I'm sorry, you said my apology. And it, it does get hard to, you know, to face that sometimes because when problems do come up, you do want to kind of, you know, throw them under the rug and say, I'm sorry, can we just get past this and just keep shit going good? Exactly. And I'm definitely guilty of that right there. I, I, I won't even lie. You know, I love just to, you know, I don't want to put a Band-Aid on stuff. I don't want to ignore things, but I do want to fix it fast. I do. I, I, that is me. I'm very impatient in that aspect. So that's awesome. It's a very good conversation right there. Yeah, um, and I think we all are, to be honest, because it's uncomfortable to be in an argument. It's uncomfortable to be in a fight. So, of course, you want to make it go away. And so I know I am kind of like the same way. It's like I just want to either sweep under the rug, minimize it, like, okay, well, let's just move on. But that's just not how life works. And everybody is not the same way. And it's a good thing because if everyone was the same way, then we'd never be forced to deal with our own issues because we could sweep them under the rug and call it a day. Yeah, so. that's actually a very good point right there. Yeah, you never would really think about it because you'd be just quickly trying to put the band-aid on it, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, we want it to be good, so just, you know, push it to the side and worry about it. We kind of have those talks, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I've never yeah. been one in, um, you know, uh, very good at relationships. You know, I, I'll be honest, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I don't, I don't got nothing to hide. Um, but, uh, you know, there are certain things that you start to notice, like, I really want to be good for this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like they give you reasons to to want to change. You know, a lot of people will just come to you and just talk to you and be like, hey, you should change. Hey, you should do this. Oh, thank you. Like, you know, you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but it's yeah. like, you were like, okay, maybe I do need to start thinking about some things because I do enjoy you in my life. I do enjoy these um, things that I share with you. So I definitely understand those things. Um, but Keanu, you bring up a great point, and um, your podcast, you know, sounds amazing. Like I, like I told you, on behind the scenes, like I definitely like the fact that you incorporate the music with something that's so relevant. Like people, so many people are dealing with like you know um, relationship problems and you know marriage, mm -hmm. and especially nowadays. And we do a lot of talking about that here on the show. 
But um, what I kind of wanted to have you want to talk about more than anything was like kind of the definition of relationships in 2020. You know, we're in freaking, you know, Star Trek, um, back to the future years and shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, we really are. You know what I'm saying? When we were when we were younger and stuff like that, and I always say, you know, younger, like, you know, like we're, you know, 60, 70 years old. But <laughs> back in the day, honestly, you know, your boy Brian B, I'm 33. And um, right. you know, I got a little bit of age at this point. I got a little bit of experience with some things. But um I don't know if you had things weren't as complicated as they are now when I was younger. No, it you wasn't. There's a lot more experience, there's a lot more um connection that you consistently have with people everywhere so Mm -hmm. i feel like i haven't really touched on what are relationships now not so much back in the day you know but what are relationships now so to kind of set that down you know go ahead yeah please talk because i talk a lot (laughs) oh no 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 i was gonna say that's an awesome question because like you said things are different now and before, when I was younger, you know, relationships were just like, oh, you're dating this person, you're with this person. But now they have so many factors because you can be dating someone, but they can be online, they can be overseas, they don't necessarily have to be in the same state with you. You can have legitimate long-distance relationships because we do have, like, FaceTime, and you have Zoom, and you have all these ways to connect. So you can really have meaningful long-term relationships with people in different countries and different places, and it can still be a valid, legitimate relationship based on the feelings and things like that. So I think that now relationships have changed because it's not just what, it doesn't have to be with someone in your area, someone you grew up with, someone in your church, or anything like that. It could be with anyone. And the great thing about it is it could be with any race, any nationality. It's not a big deal anymore. You can just Find somebody that you love, someone that respects you, and you can have a relationship. You know, that's the beautiful thing about it, I think. Listen, yeah, listen. I'm, I'm laughing already, yo, because I know I know my goofy ass, I'm going to take this to all different levels, all right? Listen, all right, so here's the first level. Let's, let's start here. You actually just brought up a really good point, and I didn't think okay. about it. But um, um, there's a show called, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's a pretty popular show. It's called um, 90 Day Fiance. Have you ever heard of that one? On I've Fiance. seen it. I am like such a fan. I watch every episode, like 90 Day Fiance the other way, 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After. I watch yeah. it. Yo, listen. <laughs> like you just said, I, this, is, this, is, this is one of the topics, you know what I mean? Now, I'm not saying that this is what, you know, have started and stuff like that or whatever, because I'm pretty sure this has been going on for a while. But like you just said, you know, back in the day, and I'm just talking about back in my day, you know what I'm saying? When you were considered a long-distance relationship, what did you have to do? You had to have the phone number. You had to mm-hmm. make a telephone call. Oh, yeah. um, you're doing this. The people, the wives who had to leave their husbands, who went to the Army or military, whatever the situation may be. You had to get a, you know, written letter, you know, whatever. Even people in jail, like, <laughs> you get a letter. <laughs> That's you know so I'm true. Saying? You know what I mean? Like, you get a letter, I miss you so much, and blah, 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 XO, XO, and all that shit. But now, you can literally have a full, functional, not as much physical relationship with somebody who's nowhere near you. And it's sad. And the probability of a success is so much higher 
than 20 years ago. Because you yeah. can meet somebody in India, you know, on a on a on a damn um, PlayStation Network, you know what I'm saying? That you over there playing um, yeah. uh, Mortal Kombat, and then you just start ch- chatting with somebody. Yeah, that's in, crazy. Yeah. In a couple, Kiana, I literally know a guy that I used to work with ten years ago. He met his now wife, who he was in New Jersey, and she was in Canada. Wow. He, on Call of Duty, playing Call of Duty online. Are you serious? You can literally have a whole functional relationship without even being near a person with so many different, and that was 10 years ago. That's not even yeah. like the FaceTime and uh, the Zoom and, the, you know, TikTok, Twitch talk, whatever. It's a million things, yo, that you can have now to successfully yeah. get to know somebody and know that it's them, not just a damn catfish on MTV. Like, a, yeah, a person, you know, mm-hmm. it's crazy. And like, I find that you, amazing. Yeah, what do you what do you think about like you know the challenges that 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 are coming with that understanding, knowing that you don't have to just you know it's so I don't want to just over talk and just talk a million for a million years. I have a lot on this topic that I have in my head, just freelancing right now. But, um, <laughs> I'm trying to find the right questions so I can incorporate, you know, the the, the conversation. But here, let's ask this one. Um, okay. What are the things that you've noticed that have been differences, maybe good or bad, as far as how people are easily accessed to relationships now with technology, whether it be Facebook, yeah. whether it be, you know, social media, whether it be like, you know, um, video games, whatever. How do you feel like that's affecting everybody? Well, I think like on the positive side, the good thing about it is that you don't have so many men and women screaming and crying about that they can't meet somebody. Because even if you're living in Timbuktu, you can still meet somebody on the internet. So your options are open, they're available, you know, there's a lot of efficiency. So you have a lot of options. On the negative side, you have so many options until you may not be faithful to the one option that you have because I mean you can easily find somebody on Facebook and start a little chat and everything and I think that's also like redefine the whole quote-unquote cheating aspect of things because you don't have to be there to cheat you can have emotional affairs now and I'm like who would have thought but it's true so it's like the options are good but then I think that's also like a double-edged sword because the options can be bad we don't have to spend as much time with the person that we have and focus on them because there's so many distractions, so many options. And if you decide you want to be on Facebook, like on the internet, it's going to be a little difficult for them to find out unless they get a clue of what's going on because it's just so easy now. So I think options are good, but then that's also the thing that can kill your relationship as well. And you know something, you took the words like right out of my mouth. Exactly. It, it, it really is like a double, I don't want to say a double negative because like you said, it is a positive, but it's just like, there's so much that it's good, but it's also so much that it's bad because it's like, for me, it feels like because there's so many different ways that you can connect with somebody, you can find somebody, you can meet somebody, whether you be on Tinder or whatever those like, you literally have apps, apps that are just for dating. Yes. You have people, I've talked about this before on the show, I think. But um, you have people who literally can sit here and create, create their person that they want to be with, put in all their information, 
put in all of their um, little 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 um, attributes that they want the person that they have to look for, and then the computer will just generate a list, and the list will be like, oh, you like this one? Nope, nope, not that one. Swipe left, swipe right, like, <laughs> like, like how convenient? Like you're in a grocery store. How convenient yeah. to you know minimalize your options so you can literally say, oh, I like this guy. Oh, I like that guy. I like like this guy. Now, here's a good question, okay? What do you think that's doing to our oh, man? I wish I didn't know how to say this. I know exactly what I'm trying to say. What do you think that's doing to our um like mentality as far as knowing what we want? You know what I'm saying? Like like mm-hmm. like being able to 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 just break down exactly what you think you want. Yeah. And, and and go on to these websites and say, oh, I want I want a guy with brown hair, blue eyes, um, um, you know, um, athletic build, blah blah blah, this and that, and bam, show me all these guys. And then bam, the computer says, okay, here's all these guys, and they throw it in your face. And you're like, oh, I like that one. Oh, I don't like that one. Oh, but but you've completely eliminated a whole exactly. Category. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't even, you're not even given the option anymore to sit there and mm-hmm. say. What about this guy? What if this guy, the one that you didn't pick, was perfect for you? Perfect. No, I get that. And the thing that I think also is that you're kind of boxing yourself in because let's just be real. We don't know what we want. We don't know what we need. I mean, we have an idea. It's almost like you ask your kids at Christmas, hey, what do you want? And they'll get you a whole bunch of toys. You go buy them and they don't even play with them because they really didn't want it. They just saw it and it goes a good thing to have. And when you buy them something, then they like it because you know what they like. And I think sometimes we do that. We have an idea in our head about what we want our Mr. or Mrs. Right to be. And this idea has been like perpetuated since we were a kid and we have all these ideas. But like I tell people, the idea we have in our head is not really an actual person. It's just an idea. So the person we're looking for doesn't really exist. And I think just having all these options takes away for our, from our experiences of actually going out and meeting someone because you might meet someone and date someone who you would probably never pick, but he might be the right one for you or she might be the right one, but you never give yourself that opportunity because you keep going after what you think you want. And I think that's why we have so many you know, bad relationships. So someone ends a relationship and they get into another one, same problem. And the problem is not the person that they're dating, it's the type of people. They're looking for the wrong person based on their personality. Or maybe they have different things that they want. Because when you fill out that paper online, you could be anything you want to be. You can sound nice, caring, respectful. You might not be. But you would never know because this is what you're saying. And you take too much at face value without getting a chance to meet someone, know them, and actually getting the chance to dig into who they are as a person. And I think that can be a negative. But sometimes we need to think outside of the box. So it's like, if we're doing this and this isn't working, okay, let's do the opposite, <laughs> you know? And a lot of people don't even think about, hey, let's do the opposite. They keep going after the same idea that they want instead of saying, all right, so this is not working for me. Why don't I try somebody I would never talk to? Maybe that is where I need to go. And I don't think people pick up on that because they don't know themselves enough to do that. Exactly. And I, and I definitely, I agree with that like fully because like you, like you just said, like inside the box, I don't know why for some reason, but the analogy that I had in my head was like a, a kid in a candy store. It's like, yes. you're always like, you're there. So if you're in the candy store and that's what you got, oh, everything I like is around me. 
but you're not in the next door where it's like, oh, wait, there's a whole bunch of stuff that I like that's not candy over here. But you're yeah. just in the place where you're like, I like this and that's what I like. So you're in one environment and you're picking out the options that are all around you because that's what you're given. It's accessible. You have a tool to say, I like this. What do I like? Bam, bam, bam. It's convenient. It's easy. Yeah. Like you said, you're not you're not giving your your yourself a chance to even experience anything outside of your box. You're just living in your box because you can put yourself there. It's comfortable. It's 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 satisfactory. It's exactly what you're looking for. But we don't know what the fuck we're looking for most of the time. You're there trying you go. To, yeah, you're trying to find something that you're trying to find something, especially as something as complicated as a relationship. You know, there's been times where I've met people and I'm like, you know, I, I don't want to talk to somebody. I don't want to do this or whatever. Then you have a conversation mm -hmm. with somebody like, wow, like it's fun. It's interesting yeah. what we're talking about right now. It's, it's this and it's, it's that or whatever. And then you realize like, oh, damn, like I didn't even, I, I had a great time talking. I've been in certain places. I'm not trying to ramble, but I've been in certain places. And I mean, not even just talking about relationships or whatever. I've been in, in like stores and stuff like that or whatever, where it's like maybe like, you know, somebody who's friendly will come in. You know, you got those talkers that come yeah. with you. Hey, hey, how you doing? What's going on? That's a great day, isn't it? And then you're like, oh my God, just leave me the hell alone. I'm just trying to do what I'm trying to do. <laughs> and, then, and then it's like, and then it's like, sometimes you get those people and it's like, they come over and they start talking about some interesting stuff. Hey man, don't yeah. go with that. I just came over there. And you're like, what? What happened? And then you're like, you're interacting with this person. <laughs> Five seconds ago, you were like, Please don't nobody talk to me. Leave me the hell alone. I'm in my damn, you know, pajamas. I'm just trying to get some cereal real quick. And then you're like, you're like, now you're engaged. Now you're now it's like attraction. You're like, what happened? Oh, really, sir? Oh my God, you're awesome. Thank you for telling me. Like, oh, I didn't know that. If I want to, it's very interesting what people, you know, um, 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 think they know what they want, but you're limiting your options from out outer perspective. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but I know exactly what I'm trying to say right now. No, you're saying it right. I know exactly what you're saying. Because it's true. It's like, you think we want something and then you don't. Like, you may think you want a car. It might be a nice car, but you kind of don't want it. And I guess an example would be my daughter. She was telling me about Teslas and she wants one. So she has a Tesla fund that she's saving up for. And I, we looked at the car, we read about it. And at first it sounded nice. I was like, yeah, I really want one of those. And then I was like, wait a minute. I have to plug it up I can't just go get gas. And so that kind of changed my perspective. So I was like, Dawson, I was like, how about if we just get a car that looks like one, but I can put gas in it? Because I know I'm impatient. So I know that if I didn't plug it up the night before, and then having to have a charging station at my house and calling out an electrician, I'm like, that's just way too much work for me. But, yep. you know, at first the thought sounded amazing. But then once I did my research, and it's, I think that's how it is with people. It's like, it may sound amazing at first, but once you start doing your research and get to know them, you're just like, oh, not all is like, it's not all you thought it was. It's, it's yeah. just a lot. It's just totally different. So she's still saving for one. I told her we would save her pennies and hopefully, you know, by the time she get 18, she can have one. But, you know. Maybe something else <laughs> could have completely different. You know, flying cars, you know what I mean? Like, I know, know, right? Tesla's would be a day in the past. So she saved, at least she saved it for something. So, you know, that's a plus. She's saving her money. But, you know, I think that's just how we do. I guess just because we're people, that's just how we do things. Because we don't know anything else outside of our own experience. So if this is all we know, all we've seen, all we've experienced, how will we know we might be happier in a different situation? Very true, man. That's very true. So let me ask you, because um, like I said, this is one of the things I did want to touch on was uh, 
Okay, so here, let's just get to the you know bread and butter. What do you think in 2020, what, what, would, what would you give as a straight direction? You got to put your thinking hat on for this one. Okay. What, what would you say is a, is, a, um, is a good relationship now between two people? What would you say something, if you had to put it together and give like a definition to a good, successful relationship, just in your, in your opinion, what would you call it? I would think a good relationship would be one where there's trust, one where you can talk about anything. And it doesn't have to be perfect because you would still have arguments, you would still have disagreements. But the point is, you would listen and you would try to understand where they're coming from. You would hear what they're saying and listen instead of like just jumping to conclusions. I think it would be a relationship where people know each other and they're comfortable with each other to tell each other anything, to talk about anything, and just to be totally transparent where everything goes. You can look at their phone, you don't have to, you can trust, you can be on Facebook, you don't have to. And it's like, I know a lot of times you don't have to be on the same Facebook page that your significant other is on, but if that's what made you feel comfortable, you guys decided you wanted to do that, then that would be fine. I just think you need to know each other, you need to trust each other and be transparent because transparency is the key. We're always gonna have things that we do wrong because we're human and none of us are perfect, but you learn from your mistakes. And if you're transparent, then your spouse will know, okay, they screwed up, but you know, we have this understanding, we talk, we have this relationship where we can work together and work through things. So I think it's not even about the perfection, it's just about transparency and about knowing each other and trusting each other. And also both parties know that this is worth fighting for. That's key yes. because if you don't think something is worth fighting for, then it's easy to throw it away because it means nothing. But if you know this is worth fighting for, regardless of what happens, how bad it gets, what you go through, you're going to work together and you're going to stay together because it's worth fighting for. Yo, that was that was beautiful what you just said. You said a whole bunch of things that was like catching my ear right away. Um, one of the biggest things that you said in that in that description was um, the word understanding, yo. I think that's one of the biggest things that kind of don't get as much, um, you know, um, as much uh, credit, you know, that 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 that's needed, because uh, through my through my time and through my relationships and things like that or whatever, what I've experienced more than anything, like a lot of people throw out, oh, um, be um, trust that person, have trust, have faith, have this and that. But you want to know something? A lot of people, I feel like a lot of people don't talk about being understanding, yo. Like you said. Because it takes, it takes a lot to be understanding. I mean, trust, is, I think, is okay. You can trust somebody, but to understand why somebody did something, to understand why someone may be hurting and not explaining that to you, to understand why you may be in an argument and someone is just like, well, I don't want to talk about it right now. Leave me alone. And it may not be that they're just, like, resisting what you're saying. They may need time just to be a way to process that situation and come back. But if you don't understand that, you're going to take it for a totally different thing. And I think understanding requires us to come outside of ourselves and see things from a different perspective, which is hard to do. And it's uncomfortable to do that because that means you kind of look like a sucker, but you're not. You are just being understanding. And no one likes to feel like they're out of control. And when you're understanding, it kind of makes you feel out of control and it's uncomfortable. But it's something that you have to do to have a successful relationship. That was awesome. Yo, listen. <laughs> I feel like getting a pen and paper right now and just writing it down. Because literally, 
literally that was a grand description yo i can't put it in any better words yo because um i i've always said i feel like being understanding you know especially when you are in a deeper relationship you know the beginning is hard mm -hmm. understanding being an understanding person in the beginning is a little harder because you you're still yeah. getting it you still don't really have enough information to to to, to kind of you know um, um, put together a perspective in another person's mm -hmm. shoes, you know, if if you can. But when you've been in a, right. a long-term relationship, like definitely being understanding is the, one of the most important things I can I can think of, because you have to, like you just said, you have to try to say, you know, no matter what the situation is. He did this, and that's why he did it, and that's what it is. Even if he did mean that, um, um, he did it, and that's what it is. Like, no, bro, you have to kind of take a second and say, well, I know him. I know he did that. He probably meant it to be this, and this is what it is. He told me he meant to do this. But I'm not going to try to blow it out of proportion and take it to a right. whole new level where it could be. It could possibly mm -hmm. be. But if I'm being reasonable, if I'm being rational, if I'm trying to be logical even, then I'm going to sit there and try to give the benefit of the doubt to the person that I've been dating for a year or two exactly. years, five years. That shit is very important, man, because like you said, yo, we are human. We make mistakes. People, I know I make them all. <laughs> I make hey, them we all do. As a man, I'm definitely not gonna like you know I'm not I'm not crapping on men or whatever, but I, I know that there's things that we do sometimes and we may get in trouble and we may say the wrong thing or you know anger gets involved and things happen, yo. People get you know their emotions tied up in certain situations or whatever. Maybe you saw something that you thought was this and you reacted on it and you didn't want to react yeah. on it. It was an accident, but still. If you have a woman that's understanding and she can look at it and say, well, I can definitely see why my man, you know, got upset about this. Now you guys can talk about it. And it's brought into a mm -hmm. different world than just the argument. You shouldn't have been doing that. That's why. No, but I was trying to do this because I thought that you were doing this. But it doesn't matter because it, you said the thing. Another thing you said that was really um, crazy about the, the phones being, like you said, transparency. Yeah. The people with the locks on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> yo, listen, yo, listen. This is this is topic that's gonna itch some people. I'm telling you right now, this is topic gonna itch some people the wrong way. Because listen, all right, this is my viewpoint. And, and Kiana, I want you to think about this as I'm talking about it real quick. Okay. To me, to me, all right, I understand there's certain ways, like I said, being understanding. There's there's reasons for certain people to have to have a lock on their phone. Because some people are like, oh, if I lose my phone, I don't want people to get access to my phone. So I put a lock on my phone. Gotcha. Oh, if I do this, I, um, I'm at a job and I don't want my phone to drop or somebody to look at it or see it or something like that or whatever. I, I, I have a job where I, I have to keep my professional appearance, whatever. Gotcha. Besides that, I don't know why it's so important for people to lock their phone around their other bro i don't know what it is besides you got something you want to hide do you no, agree? i agree with you i agree because here's it's one of those things it's like and if you do have a lock on your phone then the other person should know what it is like i have one on my phone just because i don't want to lose it and my kids have it all the time. And if they leave it somewhere, I don't want someone to pick it up and be able to access my information. But the crazy thing is, everybody knows what it is. That's the thing. My kids can go on my phone. Anybody can go on my phone because everybody knows what my password is. 
And that's yeah. the whole thing. And my kids are like, well, how come you have a password if we know what it is? I was like, because I don't care if you see what I have. Like, they read my yeah. messages and everything. <laughs> they be going through it, looking at it. Mom, how come this and this? You know? But I have nothing to hide, so I don't care. If my phone is there, I don't care if it's up. I don't care who sees it because I'm not hiding anything. And like I said, everybody know what my password is. So you can always go on my phone. And I don't even care if people go on my phone because it's not that deep. Like, not like I have anything Listen. on it to hide anyway. So it's Listen. like you can check my Facebook. You can look at it because it's open. It's like I don't even care because there's nothing on there that I'm hiding from anybody. So... This is this is the craziest thing. Like you just said, you just said something else too. This is the craziest thing about the time period that we live in currently. Okay, we have these devices that we walk around consistently. We every day we have a computer in our pocket. So now it's a lot harder to hide evidence, yo. It's a lot harder to 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 keep track of every lie or deceitful thing that you're trying to do. Okay, what was it? Before you just had to make sure that the girl that you were seeing or the guy you were seeing didn't call the house when your husband's home or when your wife's home. Now you literally, like you just said, nine times out of ten, if you're doing something that's like, you know, if you're sneaking around or you're doing this, or you're cheating or whatever, you got this person texting you. You got this person hitting you up on your email. You got this person um, um, sending a letter to your house or whatever the case right. may be. Calling your phone, doing this, doing that, hitting up your Facebook, hitting up your Instagram, hitting up your TikTok, whatever the case may be. So now you have all these different things that you have to cover your ass with in our yeah. time that we have now. You feel me? You got a Snapchat, mm-hmm. fresh new Snapchat, and it's your girl that you're cheating with, and she's sending you a sexy picture or something like that or whatever. Bam, you left your phone on the bed. It's not locked. It's open. So she swiped it up and looks at it. Bam, that's one of your things. You couldn't even erase that. It erases itself. No. But you got caught. You feel me? It's so <laughs> yes. things where you can't just, oh, text message. Okay, let me delete it. Oh, text message. Or maybe you forget to delete it, and then you leave your phone out in the bed. Honey, I don't got nothing to hide. I, my phone's not locked. Check it. I deleted everything off that shit anyway. You can check it all you want. You feel me? It's a front move. Yes. But, but now there's so much to keep up with. You know what I'm saying? Nine times out of ten, you don't just got the one person you're talking to when you're just texting them. You got their Facebook, you got their Instagram, you got their Twitter, you got all that shit. Yeah, it's a lie, yeah. So it's a lot to keep up with the lies. You know what I mean? You're going to slip up, bro. It's very rare. I mean, there's probably a couple of, you know, um, James Bond uh, uh, detectives out there that's that's over there able to cheat and hide all the evidence, you know, with, with, with a Mission Impossible style. But it's hard to, to consistently keep up and keep up the evidence like, oh, I'm not doing anything. My phone's unlocked. You don't got no reason to trust me. So it is kind of an interesting thing, yo. Because when I think about people having their phones locked, I'm like immediately, like we just talked about, I'm saying to myself in my mm-hmm. head, what do you got to hide? What do you need the phone locked for? My phone is yeah. open. You can look at my damn, like, like, just like you said, my phone's actually open. I just, I hate... When I've got to do something and you got to click the screen and you, or typing your numbers for every five minutes, I hate it. So I'm just like, listen, bro, I got, I use this shit for a GPS. I don't feel like when the phone turns off by accident, you got to turn it back on. Listen, my shit is open. So, but you're, you're over here trying to, um, you know, uh, uh, have your phone open and you're doing stuff. So you're trying to prove that's like your, 
that's like your um your 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 identity or your secret identity. Like my phone's unlocked, but you're over there trying to delete everything that you're doing so nobody can. Yeah, and it's, it's very and it's crazy. Yeah, it's and here's it's, the thing, like I think that no matter how good of a lock you put on your phone, like my kids can hack me. They have before, and it was funny because one day. They were just, it was on my computer. They were trying to find a password because they know I consider my computer to be like my job. So I'm like, no one touch my computer. Leave it alone. I don't want you around it. But they were sitting over here one day. And then my daughter, Megan, she was like, mom, I found the password to your computer. I was like, what? Huh? And she hacked into it. And I was just like, okay. So I'm just thinking, if my kids can hack into something, then why would you think your significant other, as well as they know you, cannot figure out what your password is and get into your phone? For real, for real. Like you kids know? can hack you. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, these, these kids nowadays, man, these, these these kids know stuff that we don't even know. You know what I mean? Like, like um one one thing that I always say is 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 the kids that are coming up now. Even my son was born in like the 2010s and everything, and yeah. um, you know, they they're born into this world, man. You know, they are. we kind of we kind of grew we kind of grew into it and adapted it as we were you know coming up and everything, but these kids nowadays are born into technology. So they know how to do this stuff at the beginning. You know, my daughter now, she's um a year and some change, and she's over here, she picks up the phone, she knows how to swipe it up so she can look at the stuff, she knows how to move it over, she pulls the thing down, so she, yeah, they know what they're doing now. Yeah, it's gonna be harder for people, this is, especially as technology develops and, the different, you know, stuff starts coming out where it's like you really can't lie or whatever. Like, you know, it's coming. You know, it's coming. Yeah, it is. And I know, like, my girls, they are so into technology. Even my 11-year-old, she will tell me things. Mom, you don't have to do it that way. You can just do it that way. And then she'll get her little attitude. Mom, that's the old way of doing it. All you have to do is touch this button. And I'm just looking like, and I thought I was doing a good job, you know, because I'm just like, wow, yeah. I'm into technology. I consider myself to be technology, you know, to be savvy with technology. Yeah. But after talking to my kids, you're just like, okay, clearly I know nothing. That is okay. And, you yeah, know, yeah. they'll give you ways to do different things. But I learn, I take everything they tell me. And in our house, my middle daughter, my husband and I, whenever we need something connected, figured out, or done, we're just like, Megan, come here. We need you to do this. And she will sit down and figure it out. She's like, did you do this? Did you try this? She troubleshoot the whole thing. Yeah. And you're just looking like, wow. Yeah, it's a lot, man. They, they they know what they're doing with this technology, yo. And that's another good point of this conversation. Like, um, you know, we're talking about, like we just said, like relationships in 2020. And I'm just saying mm -hmm. 2020 because it's the latest year. But what I mean by that is just relationships in this in this time period, man. It's it's a completely yeah. different thing, like we've been conversating about. But it's like you you have so many different things that you can do and uh, so many different ways to meet people and so many different options. Like you said at the beginning, if you have an issue or you have a problem or you have something where it comes up, back in the day it was easier because it was like, okay, I met this person. I really like them. I got this going on. Oh, speed bump. Okay, damn, we got to figure this out. Now we got to work together. You know what I'm saying? You don't have a, a, a backup plan in your pocket so it's like, he didn't do this right. Okay, well, look at Johnny over here. I like him. He looks like he'd do it right. You have somebody in five seconds. You know what I'm saying? You don't even have to yeah. go anywhere. You just open your damn that device that you got sitting on you 24-7, and you got another, an, another option, another option. 
Maybe he wouldn't do this to me. You know what I mean? Before it was like, oh, you got to go to the grocery store and put on a cute dress or, you know, a, a nice shirt and do your hair right and bump into somebody. But now you don't got to do all that shit, man. You literally just meet somebody at the drop mm-hmm. of a dime, yo. So it does make a difference exactly, you know, the, the time period makes a difference. And I'm pretty sure that that's the reason. I haven't looked at any statistics or anything. I kind of wanted to. But um, yeah. as far yeah. as, I'm, as a matter of fact, I'm probably going to be lying. You know your boy. I'll be posting stuff at the end. I'll probably, I'm going to find some statistics. I'm going to post them on the screen in this um, part of the video. Because I want to know what the range is from, like, the divorce rate from 1992 you know, uh, or 95 or whatever to the divorce rate yeah. now. I'm pretty sure it's, you know, astronomical. Like, the changes are probably, you know, crazy. Because people are yeah, it's like... I know I did a um, show a while ago about like divorce rates and pretty much just talking about why people it's like a 50% chance of higher in your first marriage that they're, you know, that you'll get a divorce. Then once you go to your second marriage, it's like 67%. Once you get to third, it's like 73% chance that you'll get a divorce. And so it's just like each time it gets higher and higher and higher. And I think it's because no one ever fixes the problems that they had first. So it's not the person you were with that's the problem. The problem is like the baggage and all the stuff you carry with you that you have never corrected or fixed. All the issues that your partner has that they have not corrected and fixed. So it's like all it's like so you're bringing baggage, and each time you leave a relationship, you have more baggage from what happened in that one. And if you don't take time to fix it, that's why the divorce rate goes up instead of down when you continue to get remarried and you would think it would go down because you would learn from your mistakes but that's not the case because no one takes time to heal or work on themselves or fix themselves like you said it's just so easy you get rid of one person you can easily find somebody else within a week or a month or two and you don't take time to work on yourself because at the end of the day marriage is about you working on yourself your spouse working on themselves and then you guys working together as a unit and if you're not working on yourself, then you can't self-assess and see how your behavior and actions are contributing to what is happening in your relationship. Yeah, that's a really good point. Let me ask you this, Keanu. You actually just brought up um, another good topic or whatever. I have I have my own kind of mentality, you know, where, where it's like, I feel like for people, when things happen, like you just said with the divorce rate, which is very interesting, right. you, know, you get your first marriage and then you know, a certain percentage, it's like, okay, bam, I'm going to do this. Then some people get their second marriage. And you're like, man, well, that's going to last even less than my first one. Then your third marriage, yeah. this should be easy by now. I kind of got this, this, this perspective to where it's like, when people go through something or they, 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 they experience something, it's easier. It's an easier kind of, um, I don't know if easier is the best word, but it's a, it's, it's, it's more of a, I guess it's an easier way to deal with it. Okay. And when I say this, let me just give an example because my articulation of words and shit like that comes and goes. I'm good sometimes and I'm bad sometimes, but, um, say you get married. Okay. The marriage is this marriage is that you got high hopes. First time being married, you've never done marriage before, but you go through the process, you try to make it work for as much as you can, but it's your first time. You want to make your first time work. It's amazing. It's great. It's doing this, it's doing that, it's doing that. But for some reason, bam, that flame just goes out. And it's like, okay, well, you know, it just didn't work. Okay. Let's try again. Meet somebody. Oh, 
okay, well, this person might be right. That one didn't work. I got experience here. Now yeah. I got this one. I'm not going to make the same mistakes that I made before. I know the mistakes I made before. Now I'm going to do better. I'm pretty sure everybody goes in with that mentality. Yeah, they do. I'm going to do better. You know what I'm saying? Then you sit there and get married, and then shit comes up. Because like you said before, Keanu, you made a great point. You said the words, we are all human. People are right. going to change, evolve, um, exactly. go through struggles. Everything's going to come up in those, in, 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 in those situations. So you got the second marriage go around, and then the rocky roads start to hit. Now you have the experience of the divorce. You've been in the thing where I was married, and now I ain't married no more. I got exactly. married again. So now the percentage is a little higher because I don't need to do this shit. I knew I didn't need to do it with that one, and I know I don't need to do it with you. Do you think that's, a, that's like a kind of a thought process that goes through people's head, and that's the reason why those percentages get higher and higher, whether you go to the second and the third and everything like that? Because people do understand, I don't have to put up with this shit. I can go get a divorce. I've done it already. You ain't showing me nothing new. <laughs> what do you think about that? <laughs> Well, I think that is one aspect of it because they do know that they don't have to deal with anything. But I think another aspect of it is more emotional. Like most people don't like to fail. And if they have already feel like they failed in the first marriage, they don't want to try to fail again in the second marriage. But what they haven't done was take the time to sit with their emotions because nobody wants to feel sad. Like it's not fun to be in a place where you're sad or in a depressed state or whatever. But Sometimes you have to deal with those emotions because when you lose a relationship, it's almost like, you know how when someone dies, you have to grieve through that person and it's a grieving process. So in a relationship, when you lose it, you still have to grieve. So you have to go through like anger and if you have issues that you have to go through, you really do like bargaining with God and all of these things, the same things you would go through with grief. You have to go through when you lose a relationship because that is a loss and it's a significant loss for you. And so unless you actually grieve that and then after you grieve that, get help to work on yourself because we all know where we have our issues and what we could have done better. And even if you weren't the person who quote unquote did the thing that destroyed the marriage, you contributed to it. So you have to look at what your part was. You have to talk that out, work that out, heal from that experience. Because if you don't, you're going to take whatever happened in that first marriage into the second one. So if you were cheated on, you're going to distrust the other person and be controlling to the second person because you're going to be like, well, I'm not going to let this happen to me again. So you're going to guard yourself, but you're not doing it the right way. You never heal from that experience. And so that is one of the reasons why I think the second marriage may not work out, especially if you don't heal. Now, if you saw a counselor and you took time to heal from it and you gave yourself maybe a year or two to work on yourself, work through what you're going through, actually grieve and sit with your feelings. Then I think the chances would go, the um, divorce rate statistics would go down because you've healed yourself and you become the better version of yourself. So then it, once you're whole again, you can go ahead and be with someone else, but you can't really have relationships if you are broken because a broken person cannot have a relationship or help somebody else because you are broken and what you have to offer is not the best that it could be. So you have to be whole again. And then once you're whole, you can move on 
and have a relationship because I think people who get divorced should get married again. You should have a second chance to love, but I think you have to heal yourself and be whole so that you give your relationship a chance because if you don't, you're not giving yourself a chance. Yeah. Yeah. You just said, you just said like, I mean, literally I'm definitely going to make a, a whole, I do something on the beeline where I call it the beeline cuts and I take, um, parts of the uh, interviews or the, or the conversations and I just make them shorter so people can watch them. And that whole part right there will be a beeline cut. I'm telling you right now, because <laughs> you just said a whole mouthful of very, very, very good information. Um, um, the one thing like, like, like that you caught my eye with, I've been saying it for years, for years. Mm-hmm. The one thing about a breakup, man, a breakup feels like a death, yo, especially yeah especially for the people who, you know, that, that kind of completely change or, you know, if you get cheated on by somebody and you're like, you knew this person and this person was this way and they treat you, treated you this way and they treated you that way. And you guys had problems or things changed mm-hmm. along the lines. And then all of a sudden this person was somebody completely different than the other person. Yeah, they're alive, but that person that you thought you knew is gone. And I think a lot of times people try to sit there and try to make that person come back. And some people are successful, but there's something, there's a lot of times, I think personally, where it's just like, maybe that person always was that person. And uh, yeah, you just see who they are now. Yeah. And you're just seeing exactly who they are. And now you're in, in, in mourning for the person that you lost. And that's the person that ain't anymore. It's like a death. Yo, I was saying that shit. Since I was young, that's <laughs> why so when you said it, I was like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> um, also, what you were saying about, um, you know, being married and, you know, people trying to, 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 people not taking enough time to figure out what they need, especially after having an unsuccessful, exactly. unsuccessful relationship. Because that shit is really important, man. Me and Icy Tiffus, um, my co-host, you haven't you haven't gotten a chance to meet Icy Tiffus. No, I ha- haven't had the pleasure yet. Yeah, I wish my baby was on here, but she she, <laughs> she got but um she um one of the things we talk about is when we first got together is we we didn't plan on we, we were just kind of just talking. We were just gonna have fun with each other and um mm-hmm. you know one led to another and, and 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 but one thing that I was doing before I met her was I took three years. I took three years after my last relationship. And I was like, mm-hmm. yo, I don't want to do nothing with anybody. I want to get to know what's going on with me. I want to figure out what my problems are. I want to figure out what I need to grow on and what I need to work on so I can get be successful in a relationship. Because I did acknowledge that exactly. I was well in them. I, I never was really good at relationships. I got a hot temper. I, 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 I'm, I'm this and that. But at the same time, it's like, and, I, and I'm very impatient with a lot of things. And, and, and I understand that. I understand how those flaws, you know, cause me to, to, to have a lot of, um, you know, issues when I'm trying to deal with another person. So, like, you know, taking that time off to myself helped me, you know, get into a good situation like I'm in now. You know what I mean? And, and I don't think that anybody can, can go through anything without having those self-reflection moments. Like, you can't just consistently think, oh, it's just that person. Oh, yeah, it was me, but I'm not going to do that next time. Like, that's a big one. That's even worse than just thinking it was another person. When you just think, oh, I know the mistakes I made, I'm just not going to do them this time. Listen. Yeah, that's a problem because you're going to do it again because you did it the first time. My whole thing is like, 
why do we think that all these traits that we have that took us years to develop that we can just all of a sudden say oh i'm not doing that anymore if it was that easy we would have almost a perfect society because people would say oh oh, i'm not going to do that anymore they wouldn't do it like your intent may not be to do it anymore but that's like the core of who you are you have to actually change your behavior so that you won't do that just saying it is not going to stop a thing it'll make you feel confident that you're in control of your behavior but you're not so yeah yeah, that doesn't help at all yeah man that's definitely and it's definitely a big point because i think i think most people you know i mean assholes out there who you know, just don't just want to do whatever they want to do, whatever and stuff like that or whatever. But I think, you know, just being giving people the benefit of the doubt. There's a lot of people out there. It's like, I made mistakes. I don't want to make those mistakes anymore. And I'm just going to try again. You know, I'm going to get back on the horse or whatever. I'm going to try like not to fall off this time. But um, mm-hmm. like you said, you really have to self-reflect, man. You really have to understand what you're bringing to the table, understand what you need at the table, understand what, what you're looking for to go by to bring to the table even. And, 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 and those are important you know, um, factors because when you're in a relationship, and I'm not no damn expert, you know, anybody can say whatever they want, comment in the comments, tell me I'm full of shit, whatever. Kiana is definitely way more, you know, she knows her shit way more than I do. But um, I think that when you're in a relationship and you're trying to, to do something, everybody goes in it positively like you know for the most part unless you're just you know yeah. bullshit if you're trying to do a real relationship and you like somebody and you're like i want to do this the right way i want to do this you know um i want to have a strong foundation i want to build i want to have a family i want to do all the great things that come with a strong loyal passionate relationship i think people usually go into that wholeheartedly not you know mm-hmm. with the thought process of Oh, well, you know, now we got problems. Oh, I'm just going to go do something else. Oh, well, things aren't fun anymore, so I'm just going to go do something else. It's easy to do that shit, but it's hard to stay and maintain and grow and connect and, you know, know, read between the lines, you know what I'm saying? And uh, it's it's just a very interesting topic, yo. I think that one of the things that is happening with today's society where it is a fast-paced society man everybody wants shit in five minutes you want to click on amazon.com and get Mm -hmm. your damn little you know um doohickeys or whatever sent to you in five minutes and um you know enjoy your damn you know life in an instant but when it comes to putting hard work and dedication and loyalty and trust and respect and um, disappointment and unhappiness exactly. into a into a person or, 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 or a relationship, whatever, man. It's very hard to keep that knowing there's thousands and thousands of other things that you can have at your fingertips, man. No, it's so is, true. I think that is a big thing. Yeah, I remember, um, I think a lot of times, um, I don't even think we can blame people for the way their relationships turn out because sometimes we're just going by what we've seen modeled to us from our parents or from people that we knew and we have to be honest they didn't always do it right and as kids especially our generation we saw a lot of stuff and a lot of things that we saw was not the correct way to have a relationship it wasn't the right way to do it but when that's all you see and that's all you know your parents are doing it that way and your aunts and your uncles and everybody's doing the same thing then you don't know anything different. You just think this is normal. 
And when you think this is normal, you just model the behavior that you've seen. And unless you can recognize that your family was dysfunctional and that they were broken, you can't even know that you have taken those same traits and you're doing the same thing. You just won't know it because you're just modeling the behavior you've seen. You want to know what's interesting too, Kiana, that you, what, what you just said? Um, the reason why I think a lot of people don't know is because I don't think there's, there's, there's not a lot of comparison if you think about it. It's if not. You, yeah, if you're growing up in a, in, in, a, in a situation where you're, you're coming from a, uh, a, a bad, no, not even a bad, let's, I don't want to go too drastic, but let's say you're in one of those situations where it's like, okay, you see a relationship with your mother and your father. Maybe they argue a lot. They argue right. a lot. Oh, you're seeing that. You don't understand that that's not a good thing because that's what you know. That's what you've seen. That's what you're used to. So you grew up, like you said, with those same patterns, patterns and characteristics. I think Tiff would love this conversation because she talks to me about stuff like this all the time. <laughs> but um, you go through those same patterns and those same things or whatever because you've seen that. That's what you know. It's not until you see exactly. something that starts putting you into a different kind of perspective. You're like, well, wait a second. Why don't they fight all like, like mommy and daddy does? Why don't mm -hmm. they, whether it be on TV and nowadays, whether it be online, whether it be, you know, right. whether you see Uncle Frank and, and, and Aunt, you know, um, Gina or whatever, you know, they're all happy and cuddle up and kissing each other on Facebook and they look nice. So you've got a lot of different little, you know, comparisons to make that mommy right. and daddy don't have pictures like that. Now you look and now you curious, like, why is it like mm -hmm. this? It gives people a little bit more of a broader kind of a uh, um, um, range to, 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 to analyze things. But if all you know is like you said, just that pattern of what you're seeing and you've never been introduced to any kind of comparison, um, you know, situation, then yeah, you're gonna grow up with those same bad, you know, traits and everything like that that you've been taught. Exactly. So, yeah, it's definitely a weird. It's 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 a very weird topic, man. Because I think everybody yeah. would love to have their significant other, and you guys fight well, and you guys work things out, and it lasts because longevity yes. is so important, yo. Especially when you've got kids and you want to be there together for the kids you don't have stepmoms exactly. and and you want that shit man i'm pretty sure everybody wants that but i think they do yeah 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 the complication that comes around it is yeah you can't ignore it and i'm pretty sure it's gotten mm -hmm. a lot worse now where everything is way more at your fingertips man. it's just easier to go elsewhere than to stay stagnated in the same thing, trying to fix the broken car that ain't running well anymore. I can just buy one in five minutes and just get a new car? Oh, fuck it. I'm going to get a new car then. Nah. Try to fix the shit that's been with you, working with you, helping you. You know that car. You've mm -hmm. been driving it to work. Don't get the new car that's flashing and dashing and find out the shit don't even run. You know? Yeah. And then here's the thing. It's like, even if you decide you want to get a new car or, you know, you don't want to be with the person you're with, think about it. You're going to start over again. So all the things that your spouse already knows about you, all the connections, everything you already had from years of being together. Okay, so you're going to throw that away and now you got to start all over again. So all the things you went through the first 10 years, you're going to go through again because this is a new person and they don't know you and you don't know them and you're going to have to build all these connections all over again. And sometimes it's almost one of these things like 
you, regardless of whether you decide to stay or where you decide to go, you're going to lose something. But do you want to lose something with somebody you already know or someone you're with? And the thing is, just because you guys are in a bad spot at that moment doesn't mean you're going to be there all the time. See, that's a good thing about life. It's like, okay, so this month was rough. You didn't do so good. Who's well, to say next month won't be better? And if, if you guys start just implementing small things like saying kind things to each other, if you guys feel like you want to argue, don't cool off first and then come back with different ways to talk about things. Who says who's to say that things won't get better? Because I have seen marriages that were terrible. Like you're just like, wow, these people shouldn't even be together. But they worked on it and they changed the direction and the course of their marriage. And I think that any marriage can be salvaged. Now, the only time I say you should probably like let it go is if there's abuse, because I don't think that's acceptable in any form. And I don't think you should stick around for that type of disrespect. But if it's something where you guys are just like arguing and you're just not getting along, or you think that you're no longer in love with each other, things like that can be fixed. It can be worked on. That's like the least of your problems. You can work on these issues and it can get better. But if you decide not to work on it, you're going to be hurt, you're going to be sad, you're going to feel the whole loss process, and you're going to take that into another relationship. And you're just going to perpetuate the same cycle. And so I always say, if you can fix what you have, please work on it. It's better for you emotionally, it's better for you financially. It's just better for you all the way around. It really is. So. The beginning stage of, of, of something that's new is always fun, man. It's always fun, and I'm not gonna even lie. If, 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 if I'm not gonna lie to you, Beeline, your boy is is just like you just said, man. I always looked at like you know meeting somebody new was like an interview process, man. You know when you when you when you, when you lost your job and you got to go to the interview and try to you know represent yourself and build yourself up and sell yourself. That's the same shit with dating, man. It's the same thing. You got to meet somebody and you're trying to see if they're good for you. You're trying to make yourself good for them. Shit is a hassle, man. It's a it's it's something that if you have something and like you said, it's not you no know, um completely broken to the point where it's like, oh man, listen, I just have to stop playing with this. Right. Time to throw it to the side and go find something else. But if you're just instantly there's a chip on it or something like that, oh, oh, oh broken. Oh, I'm done. I just want to get out of here. If you're fast to just let something go, that is definitely worth you know the progression or the the time it takes to. Make it great, man. Don't don't give up, man. I think people just give up on a lot of stuff too easy, man. People want things, you know. Um, I keep saying instant because, like, that's the best thing terminology I can use, yo. It's people true, want man. shit now. They want it. Um, um, they don't want to wait, and they want it to be great forever. I don't want anything to go wrong because I can just get something new or whatever. My little thing broke up, I'm throw it away, go get something new. But have it shipped home in five minutes. It doesn't even take long. So with that kind of mentality, I think that is kind of disrupting people where you're not even giving things a chance anymore. And relationships are, you know, one of the top five of that list. So you're, you're not giving things a chance anymore. You're gonna no, have it's unrealistic. Yeah, yeah, it's unrealistic to think they're not going to have problems. Like, come on, you're taking two different people from two different backgrounds, two different belief systems, and two, you know, different values, different morals. You put them together, and you think you're not going to have problems? To think like that is totally unrealistic. And the funny thing is, if you want a long-term relationship that lasts for maybe 20, 30 years, you know, until 
you know, you guys die together or something like that. It's one of those things where the longer you're married, you're going to have issues. It's not like you get rid of your issues and problems forever and you never have any. No, you continue to have issues, but you continue to work on them. There is such a thing as perpetual issues in a marriage where there are things you guys just will never agree on. You can never come to a resolution. But it's fine as long as you find a way to navigate around that where it does not affect your relationship. So you don't have to agree on everything and you won't. But the point is you need to work together, see the value in each other and in what you have and work toward it. Because every single marriage pretty much can be saved. You just have to have that commitment and put in the work. And that's the thing. You have to put in work. And it's constantly learning, constantly reevaluating yourself, doing self-assessments, and realizing you cannot change your spouse. And if you're trying to do that, then that's not going to work. You can only change you. And when you change yourself and you become the best person that you can be, it actually rubs off and it makes your marriage better because you no longer get mad at the things you used to get mad at. You change how you do things and it has a positive effect on everybody in your house. So I think that's just how it is. We have to just change the way we think about marriage. We can't think about the fairy tale version and they live happily ever after. Because that was just a story. That wasn't for real. That's not real life. We're not going to live happily ever after, but we can live and thrive and grow, you know, throughout our marriage. So I just think that we need to change our perception and our mindset of what marriage really is and what a good marriage is. Because some people will think that if you argue, it's not a good marriage. You can have a good marriage and argue. Yeah, <laughs> you I'm know, say, I can't that's imagine, just how it is. I can't imagine not arguing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And I, say like that your goal is to argue but i'm saying like you like you just said it's you're two different people like you want to have two different sides it's actually helping you guys grow closer together do you want to be with somebody that just thinks exactly like how you think oh babe we should do this oh yeah i thought the same thing okay that's the most boring shit you're going to experience like you want to have that other side that's going to give you something different a different way for you to think so it is a new introduction. It keeps things interesting. It keeps things going. So if you can say, no, I think this. No, I think this. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, we understand. I understand why you think that way. I understand why you, I understand why you think that too, baby. Let's work on this together. Maybe we can do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Now you're working things exactly. out. Now you Listen, Kiana, yo, it has been great having you on the show. I, yo, I am going to spend so much time. I mean, I haven't even re-listened to this yet. Usually, I, I listen to, I, I do a podcast, and I listen to it in my truck when I'm driving, and I'm like, okay, it was way better than I thought it was. This right here, I'm listening to it, and we have touched on yeah. some really, really, really good topics that I really, really hope people take the full time out and listen to this whole interview. I'm going to break this down a lot. You have you have a lot of, 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 of good things to say about um, um, relationships, and um Please shout your podcast out so everybody, I'm going to put it in the link in the description to everything because, yeah, that was amazing, yo. You got me okay. over here self-reflecting and well, thinking thanks. about, you know, just my <laughs> shit. Like, <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Go ahead, right. shout your podcast well, out so follow you. Okay, well, the name of my podcast is The Music and Vibes Podcast, and it's on Apple, it's on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Anywhere you can find a podcast, I'm there. And if you have CastBox on your iPhone or Android, I'm there as well. So you can find me. Beautiful, man. Yeah, yeah. This was a very 
this was very informative. Like, yo, I like I have like the reason why I'm trying to like cut it down because I mean I'll go for like three hours talking about this is this is one of those topics where it's like, you know, this is something that pretty much everybody's dealing with, yo. Most people are trying to, you know, the American dream, you know, is you want to get you a family, you want to get a nice house with a good job, you know, everybody making money. That's the American dream. That's like what the country supposedly mm-hmm. supposed to be, you know, built on. But um, and I say supposedly because I I'm just I'm not gonna get into that. But it's it's, it's no, a but good, I know where you're going, so I feel that. You feel me? Yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing, though, man. You know, you want people to you know grow up and build and make character, and you know, I've always thought since I was younger, like you know, the household should be mommy and daddy, you know, holding their roles, being the role models, and exactly. teaching you know the younger generation in the household as well as what they experience outside, so you can kind of keep it together yeah i know you saw that billy but this is what it's supposed to be sometimes it happens but you're not supposed to do it like that that's the whole point of foundation man and growth and prosperity as far as like you know what's going on in the country and shit like that or whatever but um it's easy to get lost now because people have so many different things that they can see yo and um with relationships i do feel like it is something that you know I, I heard a study a while back where people were saying the minority will soon, if it continues the way it's going, the minority will be the married and the majority yeah. will be the divorced or the, you know, single, whatever. That's some scary shit, man. That's some creepy stuff to realize, like, the family unit is going to be taken away. And that was something that was so beneficial to the future's, you know, um, progression. Exactly. Like you need a good, strong foundation to build anything. Anything. A good, strong foundation yeah. to build anything. And if you're taking that shit away because everybody just wants instant gratification and you have a million things that is teaching your kids more than you're teaching them because you're at work every five minutes trying to cheat on your husband. <laughs> but yo, alright, let me chill, yo, because I'm talking shit. But, um, Tiana, it has been amazing having you on. Yo, I can't wait for you to see this. Well, thank you. Yeah, um, I definitely would love to have you back on this one. We were kind of talking about just your relationships, but we could definitely mm-hmm. talk about some other things because that was awesome. Yeah, well, thank I you. I would definitely love to come back. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, that was great. That was great. You you, you gave a lot of really good insight. I think a lot of people are going to listen to this and really, really self-reflect, man. Self-reflect. I think that's necessary, yo. It is. It's, it's necessary for people, man. You got to start thinking about, yo, what the hell? First of all, I think, what the hell do I want? Yo, People got to start mm-hmm. knowing what they want, yo. People, people think yeah. they know what they want. We started this podcast off talking about that. Yeah, people we did. They want. But you don't know what the hell you want, man. You think you want that shit until you're getting it or you're getting around it. And then you're like, wait a minute. Oh, that's not as fun as I thought. <laughs> but, um. Hey, it's been amazing. I don't want to hold you up. Yo, it's been it's been really fun. Um, Beeline, please check her out. You see, she's got a lot to talk about. She does a lot of good things. We didn't really even get into the whole uh, you know, um, like you said, you you helping out the disabled people getting jobs. It's freaking amazing, man. Like, you know, you definitely do a lot of things. But um, Beeline, this has been Kiana Mitchell. Please check out her podcast. I'm gonna have links all in the description. And uh, your boy Brian B, of course. One more time, saying this: stay true, stay positive. Another three more. Pay attention, and your boy Brian B. Will holler. That's it.
is called chaos. And it talks about what can happen if you choose not to invest in your marriage with time and with effort. So here is the song, Chaos. so much for being here with me today. I absolutely love hanging out with you each week and it's always a pleasure to spend time with you. If you love the podcast as much as I love spending time with you, I encourage you to share this week's episode with a friend or family member and make sure that you like and follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I will also love it if you will leave a review for the podcast so you can let me know how much you are enjoying the show. Because I am so thankful to you guys, I am going to be giving away a free gift. I understand that being married can be difficult and stressful at times. So if you are looking for a way 
to stop arguing and resolve issues in your marriage, then click the link below in the show notes to download your free PDF about how to solve problems in your marriage. If you would like to contact me, feel free to contact me on social media by clicking the links in the show notes, and I promise you that I will respond to your message. Well, I think that's all for now. So until next week, have an amazing day and a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye. Oh, yeah.